Now let's talk about tactics. Scare tactics. With the element of illusion becoming as real to us as our religion. I mean, when Siegfried and Roy become as real as St. Peter and Paul, can you dig what I'm saying? Dig what I'm saying. With that being said, we gotta know that a tactic is planned out. The enemy had to plan that thing out in order to stifle you and take you off your game. But a lot of times, we can be our own enemy. Great day one and all, this is none other than your brother, XL Wilbur, reporting to you live from your side. If you decide not to oblige, well, that means you choose to blue. You probably somewhere seeing red with your hands on your head instead. And with that being said, I'd like to welcome you all to something I like to call Scare Tactics. This is the self-help, self-love, self-care podcast that lets you know the life you long for, the goals you long for, the experiences you long for are in shorter distances than you could ever imagine. They running up on you right now, baby, believe it or not. Each week, we take a fear. We break it down. The pros, the cons. We give historical facts, infamous quotes about it. And even the origin of the word is broken down in this show to turn any fear into our footstool by the end of this show. We use practical exercises as well. So I thank you guys for joining me who are coming back for another week. And for the ones who are joining me for the very first time, welcome. But for each and every one of you, I want to thank you for realizing you're the X factor in your very own life and choosing said life and stepping out into your next level by joining me at How to Conquer These Fears. As we continue the ABCs of Fear series here on Scare Tactics, we're at the letter J for, sing it with me, jealousy, yeah, ooh, uh-uh, oh, jealousy, yeah, ooh, oh! <laughs> hey, so all of you who are adherents to the almighty dipset, y'all recognize that song from Joel Santana entitled My Problem, parentheses, jealousy, and that's exactly how the song went. Now, disclaimer, on Scare Tactics, we do not advocate domestic violence. We do not support it. We don't do anything to think, say that's a good thing to do. This is a self-improvement podcast. This is not one of those type of situations where we're going to laugh at those type of situations. And I say that to say this because the song I'm, in, I'm talking about, it's groovy. Hate me for liking Dipset, why don't you? But at the same time, it's, about, it's an apology letter by Joel Santana of how jealousy drove him to put his hands on his woman. And he's apologizing for doing that. He said, how dumb was that of me to let jealousy drive me to do those types of things to you? And the sad truth is, jealousy will drive us to do things even worse than that. My brother man will kill my brother man over my sister girl. Passion crimes are real, and people who don't have what you have will definitely come at your neck for that. But we're going to talk about all those types of things as we address the question a lot of you already have. Excel, how is jealousy considered a fear? I'm glad you're here, young trooper, because you're about to get this revelation. You're about to get this good work. According to- <laughs> That's what the Lord of Lux told me one time. You're about to get this good work. So, yeah. I'm going to reveal that to you right now. When you look at jealousy, we define it as what? Being distrustful or having a discomfort of somebody else's achievements or accomplishments or being overpossessive of something that we feel is our right or belongs to us. That's, the, that's what we look at jealousy as in those two de- main definitions. Yet in my research, I learned that jealousy is something all of us have. It's a primal instinct associated with what? The fear of abandonment. And I believe this Solely because all of us come into this world wanting and having that sense of needing to be nurtured. Like that sense of nurturing. We need that coming into the world. So not having that will definitely put you in a fearful mind state or the thought of not having that. Because a lot of times jealousy is built off imagination. And it comes from something that's not even real. 
And the, if, the, if it's associated from the primal stage, which means every man has this, every woman has this, every human being has had this since the beginning of time. It's in our DNA, whether we show it in one way or not. It's there because that fear of not having, lack of, being left out, being without, is always there. Whether it overtakes us or whether it's a fleeting or a passing thought, it's there. And this is what we're going to talk about because it's still a fear, a wondering what if. And that's what we're going to conquer here today because a lot of times that thing we call jealousy shows its ugly head and it shows the ugly side of ourselves. So we're going to take it to the next level and conquer this thing as we continue. I don't look to turn this into a Bible study podcast. That's my other podcast, Church with a Double Cup, the Bible study podcast that questions God. Check that out if you went to that thing. But at the same time, I will use a scripture from the Bible in order to illustrate the relation between fear and jealousy and hate. It's like a love triangle. Check this out. As we go to 1 Samuel chapter 18, it shows Saul, who is the mentor of David, seeing him ascend into the ranks. Like, this is the guy who brought him in. David is his young boy, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, it's my, it's my little homie. And he sees David being smiled upon by God in favor, and things are starting to happen for David. David getting a name in the streets, but that's his little homie, though. And he sees it, and it says right here in the word, his fear of David increased and settled into hate. Saul hated David. And it also talked about how David was getting so much clout in the street that uh, Saul's daughter started liking David. So it says his fear of David increased. David didn't ever come to him like, I'm the big homie now. Nothing like that. It's just that Saul saw that he was a shooting star. He was moving up fast. And he's like, whoa, whoa. It was, it's so fast that it's scary. But it's in time, that fear of David ended up settling into hate. And we talked about that when we talked about the letter H in the ABCs of Fear a couple episodes back, how that fear of something can definitely grow into hate. So here's just an example of that right here in the Bible. And that's just going to show you that it's been going on for centuries. You're not the first person to get jealous. You're not the last person to get jealous. Whoever's jealous of you right now, you won't be the first person they're jealous of, and you won't be the last person they're jealous of. We all got something going on. And in this corner, we have the pros, the team of admiration, arduous, and amorous. When we say arduous, we're talking about enthusiasm and amorous being a deep love for. Together, they are team A-Train. And in this corner, we have the cons. The team of avarice, possessiveness, and suspicion. With avarice being extreme greed. And together, they are the cash cows. As we continue our study of jealousy, I want to say one thing I did this week that was different was I went to the Facebook community. I thank those X-Factors for chiming in on my, uh, my post when I asked, what brings jealousy? I'm brainstorming for the show this week. What do you think brings jealousy? And thanks to the X Factors that actually commented on that and gave their insight. And they gave a couple things. And those are the points I'm going to make here to drive what brings jealousy to find out the roots so that we can make that thing our footstool. And one thing they said was the lack of. So I'm looking at the lack of. Yes, being without, not having. And they have it. Yeah, that would definitely make you burn with a jealous anger. And I thought about rap lyrics I've heard guys say when they talk about how they had to hustle, how they had to get it from the ground, didn't have nothing. They use a term called, it says ribs touching, stomach touching, which means basically your stomach is touching your ribs. So there's no meat, no fat, no nothing in between. You're starving that much to where your ribs are touching your stomach. And that's like your hunger is driving you. 
It doesn't necessarily have to be a physical hunger. It could be a hunger for anything. Something that you feel like you're starving for will definitely make you passionate and drive you. And that type of lack of will drive you to become a monster sometimes. And I look at how some of my rhymes that I wrote, some of the most passionate ones were when I was hungry or missing something or I was not close to something that I could feel comfortable with. And I look at one that was called my testimony. Now, I was physically hungry. I was cold and I was away from my family. I was in a different country. Matter of fact, I was in one of Saddam Hussein's air hangars is where they let, let us sleep. They had the only place they had for us to sleep at this base. We met, did this mission in Iraq. So I was in one of Saddam Hussein's old air hangars, sleeping on cots, freezing. I remember saying it was 35 degrees outside, but got heat in the tent. The heat won't dispense. So yeah, it's 15 in the tent. So we're 15 degrees inside of this air hanger. I'm freezing. And all I got is a, a frozen cheeseburger under my bed. I was trying to save it till morning because I didn't know if we'd actually get an actual breakfast at this base or if anything was going to happen in, in between time to where they locked down the base and we can't go nowhere. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out what to do as far as eating because <laughs> the rations were low and we were just hoping that we were able to get through. This was like a last minute stop on this base so happened to be. We had to stop there because I think one of our trucks broke down or something like that and we ended up at a base we had never been before. That's why we end up having to sleep in the air hangar. But I remember that passion I had is what went into those words. And I end up calling that song my testimony because it was like one of the most miserable times I ever had. There wasn't no phones there, nothing. But at the same time, all those driving things that I did not have drove me to make some of the most passionate music I've ever made. And it just like it showed me that when you have that lack of, it will drive you to do certain things that you wouldn't do before. It'll drive you to do things. So it's a good side and a bad side. I was jealous that I didn't have any of those luxuries, but at the same time, it was made, my hunger drove me. So when you look at insecurities, it was another one. I look, we go back to Saul again. We were talking about how his insecurity of not being a man no more with his young boy, David, finally getting the spotlight, he started to fill away. And when I look at insecurities, I really have to look at it for what it is. You're not secure with yourself. So when you look at somebody not being secure with themselves and being jealous of just that, I ask that question, simple and plain. So you hate me because you hate you. It's <laughs> basically what that came down to. You hate me because you hate you. That's why you're jealous? Because you don't like what you see? Well, change it. And that's exactly what this show is about. Changing the narrative that you see, that you writing. Change it. Write the biography. You're the one writing it. It's yours. Write it the way you want it written. But then we look at the next one, which is impatience. And one thing I think about is another Bible story. It's in Acts chapter 8, where this guy Simon wanted to buy the power of the Holy Spirit. He saw them touching people and people getting delivered and all these miraculous things happen. When these people said, man, how much that's going to cost me? Let me run that, man. I got money. How much that's going to cost me to get that? And sometimes we're impatient. We try to buy our way into things that ain't for us. It ain't for you. I'm not saying that that was the thing with Simon, but at the same time, you, you're trying to buy stuff that takes time, practice. It takes dedication to get to. And a lot of us want it rushed. We, want to, we live in a microwave um, society, a microwave generation, so to speak. Everybody wants something fast. But a lot of times, it takes work. To have something genuine that you can that will stick to your ribs and you can actually help somebody else with down the line, because otherwise you're getting it quick and that's it. 
A lot of these get-rich-quick schemes are not going to last. You see these guys, these people, I'm not going to say guys, but I see females doing it too. These big-time people that are on these YouTube ads and telling like, I got this, I got that. You want to know how to get this? Click right here. Join my class. Ah, no. Because you ain't going to tell me how to get it long term, man. If I put the work in, it'll come. And that's exactly what I believe, a solemn belief. When it's due season, you'll get it in due season. So that means when it's due, it's due to you. It's due. You deserve it. You are owed it in your season. You deserve it. It's worth the wait. Put the work in. Quit being impatient. Because when it's due season, that means you're coming to collect. And it's all yours. Nobody can take it from you unless you give it away. Then another one of my battles told me, he said, social media is another thing that brings jealousy. And it basically looked at it like this. These are false representations. I told them straight up, man, these people got degrees in virtual reality. So many people paint their lifestyle on social media, it's ridiculous. And we got so many IT techs, software technicians, because they're creating their life using a computer, using these images, using these apps, using these filters. This is the life they want you to see. Social media is my billboard, I'll tell you that, but at the same time, everything I put out, I ain't fabricating. This is something I really like doing. This is something I really enjoy. This is something I really believe. Because if it ever comes back on me, I'm going to still be able to look in the mirror and be happy with what I've done. It's not going to tear me from one way or the other. Just because something comes up from what I put out from you, I believe that. So what are you going to do? Tell me I didn't believe it? You can't shame me into reversing my thoughts. It's never going to happen that way. When I change my mind, when I change my mind, and that's the power y'all got to walk in today too, knowing that these false representations that people paint online, they're Silicon Valley in more ways than one. I mean, like I said, they're fabricating their lives with all these technologies. They're putting on who they want you to see, but at the same time, they're not true with themselves. So why would you be jealous of something that doesn't exist is what I'm trying to get at. Why would you? Be uncomfortable with what you have in reality based on what somebody doesn't even have in real life. You understand what I'm saying? I hope somebody's getting what I'm telling you. How, how social media can definitely be a reason you become jealous. What brings jealousy? Because I can see a lifestyle. I can see all these things. I can see bodily features. I can see um, notoriety. I can see pictures with famous people in marvelous places, and I could hate everything about myself because I'm not able to do any of it. Or I could use that time wisely to look at, okay, yeah, I see what they're doing, but that ain't me in that picture, so I need to make it me in that picture. That can go one way or the other. It could be in a by any means, no matter what type of attitude, or it can be in a constructive manner to where not only do I become what I see in that picture or what I want in that picture, but I can be that Keep that and still show somebody else how to do that. You know what I'm saying? That's the vibe I'm on. But at the same time, you look at it like this when we move on to the quotes. One thing people might actually say is that, doesn't the Bible talk about God being jealous? So, yeah, it, de it definitely does. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's going to bring in my co-host, the um, honorary English degree that I love so much. <laughs> and it's like in Exodus chapter 34, it talks about, for you shall worship no other God for the Lord whose name is jealous, is a jealous God. And for those of you who are listening that don't believe in God or 
are questioning his existence. I don't question his existence, but I do ask God questions. So at the same time, as a young believer, I, this threw me off too. I'm like, all right, so I saw the jealousy bringing the worst out of people as a child. So I'm thinking to myself, why would the God I serve most be jealous? What is he jealous about? If he's all-knowing, all-doing type of God, if he's the almighty being, why is he jealous? Because my human um, perception of jealousy was, it's going to bring the worst out of him. You want something that somebody else got. That's what jealousy meant to me at the time. So when I tapped my honorary English degree, and I was like, yo, the origin of the word, or one of the origins of the word jealous meant no tolerance of unfaithfulness, or wanting exclusive worship. And like we talked about, one of the definitions that we use is wanting or having possession over something that we believe belongs to us. So it comes with that pledge of allegiance sort of thing. Like having possession over something that we believe belongs to us. God feels that way about us. But not to get into Bible study, like I say, it's just an example. And then we go to a different example for this very same principle. Because I heard Drake say one time, I'm stingy with the worship. I want all the praise. How many of us feel like that in a human sense? We get to a certain status and we're stingy with that worship. We want all the praise. We don't want to shadow well for nobody else. And this is most prevalent in relationships. And I'm not stopping that boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm not stopping that husband and wife. I'm talking about parents and children. I'm talking about people who have raised you, people who looked out for you, and you can look out for yourself. But let you get on your feet. And they feel like they're entitled to be in your business. They feel like they're entitled. I'm like, no, be happy that I don't have to ask you for nothing. Be happy that I got to a place where I don't have to have my hand out every time we see each other. Be happy. Don't hold that over my head. Like, seriously. That, they're jealous and it's obvious that they're jealous because you've moved on you, people, some people feel like they have to be needed that's their sin, they want to be needed so bad that they'll hate what you got going on once you out on your own it's real, somebody out there hear me somebody out there hear me because they're going through it or they're the one doing it right now and at the same time, let's be real I don't need you in my business if I got some business of my own at least that's to our first practical exercise. I can hear my sister Ashley in my head right now. I've had my sister Ashley. Get you some business. <laughs> I have a hard time contributing to a lot of Facebook conversations because of that very reason. You're worrying about what other people got going on instead of speaking your truth. Really. Stop being jealous of what they're doing on the other side. It ain't real most of the time anyway. Why are you so obsessed with what other people have going on instead of using your resources and your gifts and what you got going on to help somebody else? Everybody ain't on that trip. I know. Sometimes social media is entertainment, but that's why I personally have a hard time contributing to a lot of Facebook conversations for that very reason. Y'all talking too much about what somebody else got going on. I don't really care. And that's just me. And I look at it in another sense of when you're looking at getting you some business. is. Turning those people or turning those things that you see as a threat, those things that you're jealous of, turn those things into your competition. I promise in this motivational speaking journey that I'm on right now, I look at everybody that I'm not going to say idolize because that's a touchy word. But at the same time, the people I look at as heroes or, at, or people who are really successful and impactful at what they're doing in the motivational speaking realm. Yeah, I look at them as my competition. At one point in time, I used to get mad because they were doing it so well. And I'm like, I can do better than that. And then one day, some said, go do it. Plain as that. 
Practical exercise. Get you some business. Make the things that you choose to be jealous of, the things that you see as too far out, make it your competition. Make it your competition to the point you get to it and surpass it. And like I say, with my vibe, once I get to it, surpass it, keep it, and be able to share that wealth with somebody else to help them have the same thing that they're looking at me and be probably pointing at me jealous of right now. People probably jealous that I'm doing this podcast and staying consistent with two of them. Because every time I tell them I do two of them, they're like, what? Really? Wow, I just noticed you did too. Yeah. Because I had to tell myself, hey, either you're going to be jealous of what they're doing and keep telling the mirror, hey, I can do it too. I can do it better and being mad. Or you're going to get out there and show them you can do better. Which one is it? Stay consistent. Keep it pushing. Same thing with you out there listening right now. It don't have to just do with me and my motivational speaking journey and this podcasting and anything else I'm trying to do. It can go for anything you're trying to do. This is how you overcome jealousy. This is how, as the title says, break that jealous jaw. Punch it right in his mouth. Break that jealous jaw. Give it a good hook. Knock that jealous thing down by turning your heroes into your competition getting you some business of your own, tending to you and how to better yourself. Take the gift, take the thing you know that you're passionate about, the thing that you know you're capable of that can impact others, use it. Use it to change the world. Now, people here change the world and they think that's like a real big stage to try to do something on with a little bitty old me here. Nah, I felt that way at one point in time too. No matter how big my mouth was, I felt like I was an itty bitty person in this world that really could only do so much from this small town. But then when I saw the world and realized what's been placed on my life to do and the gift that I got, oh, yeah, I used it. And now I'm using it to do what? Change the world. Somebody hears me every week and they be like, yeah, I feel powered up now. I feel like I didn't know it was a way around that fear. I didn't even think about it like that. But now they're educated. Now they're able to apply real life exercises and do things that will put them onto their next level. That's all I want to do with this show. I'm all about giving this out to you because I'm learning as I research and I'm doing these things. This is real life application. That's the only way I really learn is if I'm able to apply it to something. I can listen. I can watch. But if I can't apply it to anything, I'm never going to fully get the grasp of what it is you're trying to tell me. So that's why I do this with practical exercises in mind. And those are two things that you can do daily. Get you some business. You don't have to start a business, but get you some. Get you something that occupies you to move to another level. Something that doesn't keep you where you at. Because obviously you ain't happy there. So use that time wisely. And as we conclude, I want to let you guys know a little bit of something as to why I don't pick a favorite child. Now I have five. And it's a reason why I don't pick a favorite. Because I always told myself before I even had kids, I never want my kids jealous of each other. I tell them all the time, hey, when I leave here, y'all the only thing y'all got. And I want to give you guys a truth. Give you some real mathematics right here when it comes to success. Because if you do division, you divide a part of the same thing. But when you subtract, you're getting rid of it completely. So. When it comes to success, subtraction is good to get rid of something, get something off you and get it out the way because it's gone. But when you divide something that's supposed to be solidified, it weakens the structure. It separates something that's supposed to be more powerful together. Abraham Lincoln put it straight. 
a house divided will not stand. He got that out the word. So that's real life, no story. Jealousy divides. And there's no room for division in success. So subtract that jealousy out you. Quit dividing up what's more powerful together. Whether it's just you and that mirror or it's you and the team that you could build to take over the world. Whatever it is, that jealousy is a division. And there is no room for division in success. Now, as we say that, I pray it helps you succeed because jealousy is only dividing you away from you. And there's nothing that's going to come of that except for more jealousy and self-destruction. I pray this helped you. I pray it keeps you. I'm grateful that you joined me and you allowed me to join you on your journey. With that being said, peace on that very same journey. We're going to do this again next week. I pray this helped you overcome jealousy. Get you some business. Get your head in the game. Be congratulatory of anybody who's on their win. Why? Because you winning right with them. So with that being said, blessings and ammunition. See you next week. Bye. And if y'all would please rate and review me on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't listen to this show on Apple Podcasts, if you have access to it, if you would go on there and rate me on the five-star rating scale they have, leave reviews, let me know what I'm doing good, what I'm doing bad, what I'm doing a stand-up job on, <laughs> how it's helping you, some of the subjects you may want to, to be addressed on this show, because you know it's all about making our fears our footstools. I would be greatly appreciative of that. I don't have a hard heart. Leave your feedback. Let me know what I'm doing, and let me know if you're enjoying what I'm doing or if it's beneficial or adding value to you. That's what it's all about, turning our fear into our footstool, because I do this for the good of the group. Blessings and ammunition. Black. But we got to know this an illusion. Sometimes we look too deep into things that ain't even there. And the enemy wouldn't have taken that time to put that plan together if they weren't scared of you.